For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Glasner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Engel, Managing Partner at Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome back. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So PR Newswire reported a significant security incident involving Burr and Foreman LLP, which is a leading law firm in Alabama. The breach originating from a laptop within the firm's network has affected data belonging to some of its clients, resulting in the exposure of sensitive information, including names, social security numbers, insurance details, and medical coding information of the impacted individuals. Heather, can you tell us a little more about this story? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, this was something from PR Newswire. So Burr and Furman actually put this out, and this was sort of their public notification of the breach. As you mentioned, it had exposed sensitive information, named social security numbers. An investigation indicates that an unauthorized actor gained access to certain documents and some of this protected information. So really, there's nothing unusual here, but we're really talking about this story to highlight the sector. Because I think a lot of the time we don't pay enough attention to the type of data and information that we're giving to law firms and accounting firms and other service firms. So that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about this story to highlight is think about the data that you're providing to the accountant that does your taxes at the end of the year. Or, you know, if you're working with a law firm on some legal matter, whether it's divorce, something personal, whether it's something financial with a business, maybe you're buying some property, they have a lot of information on you and the stuff that they're giving you you really have to think about what type of protection these companies are putting around it. Right. And jumping off that a little bit, the firm has 350 attorneys across not only Alabama, but Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee. What kind of implications beyond those that you just mentioned might arise from an incident of this magnitude? Yeah, well, there's certainly reputational damage, right? This appears to be about protected information, possibly protected health information. And then other implications include the usual, so the costs of a breach, the response time. They mentioned that they had engaged third-party experts to work with them on it. Forensics, notification, you know, making these notifications cost money. Depending on what type of consumer information was involved, they might be paying for consumer monitoring. And, you know, you also have in this kind of a situation potentially affected clients who are looking for reparations from the firm. I mean, you've given this law firm information under the expectation that it's going to be protected appropriately, and that wasn't the case here. Naturally, this breach, along with many other similar incidents that have affected law firms in recent years, is going to affect the trust and confidence that clients have in the legal system's ability to protect their sensitive information. How important would you say it is for organizations to maintain transparency in light of a data security incident? Yeah, well, you know, it's always going to be a balance. And this is one of the things that we counsel our clients to do when you're doing some incident response planning is decide what type of message you want to provide both internally and externally. So internally would be letting your employees know what's going on. What's the response when your clients are calling in to ask questions? But then also externally, when you're making notifications and reports to law firms or to other law firms, to regulators, law enforcement. Those are always things that you have to strike that balance between transparency and providing as much information as possible. And again, you know, when you talk about a situation like this, many of these companies that are service providers, law firms, accounts, they're smaller firms. They don't have these large security teams. And so there's definitely something there to doing this pre-planning and knowing who you're going to call to assist you when something like this happens. 
And from the prevention angle, what measures should organizations such as this one and other law firms think about adopting to curb unauthorized access and data breaches in today's digital landscape? Yeah, I mean, besides all of the usual things, right, configuration management, use a SIM, make sure your boundary defenses are protected, things like that. The biggest thing for me, and this is a very often overlooked one, is your data retention policy. You should be keeping as little information online and available as possible. And so if you've had an account that's no longer active, you set a data retention policy and then you go through and you take that data offline. And I'm not saying delete it. If you ever need to come back to it, you want to have it, right? But you can archive it and pull it into a space that's not as accessible whether that means completely taking it offline and archiving it in a backup or putting it in a protected space where only a few employees have access to it. But really data retention to me is one of the most overlooked and it's one of the easiest things that you can do. You just have to put some processes in place and you just have to apply a little bit of personnel resource on a regular basis or periodically to take that data offline. Heather, thank you again for joining us today and I'm looking forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for having me. For Cybercrime Radio, I'm Amanda Klassner, Deputy Editor at Cybercrime Magazine. To hear more about this story and others, visit CybercrimeWire.com. And for more of our media, visit our website at CybersecurityVentures.com.